0: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in 3, 2, 1
1: hello everyone welcome to another episode of the dental brief i have with us a great guest today repeat guest so excited to have her back There's so much going on um, can't wait to introduce you to her so i'm going to go ahead and do that right now Daniel mckinley say hello. hello
0: thanks for having me
1: it's great to have you back thanks for coming on the new video format we're really excited about i think you're our third or fourth recording um so thanks for doing that for us we appreciate it in our audience Uh, appreciates the content.
0: My pleasure. So
1: let's just, yeah, let's just, um, get right into it. So you're a HIPAA expert, right? That's one of the things that you do. Um, and so I think that's what we're going to talk a little bit. Tell me, how'd you become a HIPAA expert? Tell me how does one become an expert in all things HIPAA?
0: That's an interesting question, right? When you ask kids like, what do they want to be when they grow up? I can guarantee none of them are going to say a HIPAA compliance expert, right? <laughs> so honestly I fell into compliance. I have a love for helping people. And um this all kind of happened through Happenstance. I had a background in payments and we were doing like PCI compliance and actually at a trade show a doctor shared with me um about a data breach. And this was years like a decade ago. And they didn't have a backup solution and that's kind of where things started was how can we have a proactive plan for patients and, or excuse me, for practices. And I fell in love with it. I love, um, fairness. I'm a Libra. So I love fair things and, um, helping people comply with a very complicated law became a passion of mine. And what it boils down to is why I love it is I love to help people. And this is definitely something that everyone's like, Oh, I don't really want to deal with this. Let's hand it off. So that's what I'm here for.
1: So I think, um, I think HIPAA is one of those things in my experience with it. And I've never read um, the entire – I've never gone through the entire thing. But I I look it up from time to time. How many pages is it? Tell me how many – in small print, how many pages long is it?
0: Oh, gosh, I don't know. It depends on, like, where it is. But, I mean, I would say anywhere from, like, 800 to 1,000 is roughly – it's been a little while since I read the whole song and dance. But if you go to HHS.gov, you're going to spend a good amount of time. It's not a weekend book
1: read. Yeah, right, and I think the the very first time I was like, "I'm going to read this. I'm going to know it inside now." It was well over 700 pages on their website, and I was like, "I'm out. I'm done." But on on the internet, on Facebook groups and dental forums and uh, all healthcare forums, there's a lot of rumors that fly around about HIPAA. What it what you need to do, what you don't need to do, um, there's a lot of really bad advice out there, isn't there?
0: There is. Yeah. And that, you know, it's not because they're, they're trying to be malicious or they're trying to give bad advice. It really boils down to the law is complex. There's gray areas. It's hard to interpret much like all legal contracts. And so I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's on purpose, but I also think that a lot of what people do when it comes to HIPAA compliance is the scary stuff, the scare, scare, scare. And I like to more focus on like, how do we simplify it? Let me tell you exactly what it means and what you can do to protect yourself. Within reason, right? So
1: Yeah. So on your website, I know one of the things that you do is you'll do a you'll do an audit for uh, your clients and potential clients. Correct?
0: Yeah. So it's not an audit; it's, it's a risk assessment, which is an annual requirement. So we'll give away a free risk assessment. It's something every practice has to do annually, and the purpose of it is really because the laws are ever changing. It's not compliance; is never a one and done thing. So the risk assessment will help a practice understand where they're at currently with the compliance requirements, where they may have gaps, and then how to fill those, those gaps.
1: So, so let me ask you this. During that risk assessment and just talking to um, doctors, office managers, owners across the country, what are a couple of the big um, violations that you, the, the common violations um, that you see practices making?
0: Sure. I would say like the big three are going to be lack of an incident response plan. So not understanding, hey, what are the breach notification requirements? What happens if I'm audited or there's an investigation or I have a ransomware attack? What do I do to comply with the notification requirements under the law? So that'd be the first one. The second one is definitely training. There's lots of misconceptions around staff training. For example, a lot of practices go, oh, I went to a CE course, so I'm good for the year. That couldn't be further from the truth. There's there's parameters that have to be met. And then the third one would be uh, not having a business associate agreement, like assuming that, say, your IT vendor that's sending you a business associate agreement, that that covers you. That is not true. So if you are operating under that, you are incorrect you have a big gap um so no no response plan training gaps and then business associate agreements are the top three
1: so let me ask you if i can dive down deep. And of course we want people to reach out to you. This is in no means legal advice whatsoever, right? Um, we, we definitely want people to contact you for answers that are specific to them and their practices, but on those BA agreements, the ones that the vendors, Google has one, right? I mean, a lot of big companies have BA agreements that they'll just forward on to, um, the end user. What is the big issue with those? What, what are they, why are they typically not, um, meeting the criteria of HIPAA?
0: sure so no issue with them right so it's a good thing if your third party vendor is giving you an agreement because that's basically them saying hey i know by working with your practice i may come in contact with sensitive data and i understand i too have a responsibility to follow the hipaa law requirements it's almost like they're just acknowledging it so a really good thing to think of uh, when it comes to the business associate agreements is the protected party is the sender of the agreement so when your vendor is sending you an agreement they're protecting themselves they're not satisfying your responsibility to notify so in an audit an investigation or an issue with a third-party vendor health and human services requires that you have your own agreement so there's two versions one for a covered entity which is going to be a practice your listeners one for a business associate someone who provide services to a practice. So if you don't have your own agreement, you would have exposure to penalties in an audit scenario, an investigation scenario. And then in the event that let's say your third party vendor was at cause for a data breach of your practice, you will be held responsible for it because you failed to comply with the business associate agreement. So the easiest way to simplify that is the protected party is the sender and under the law covered entities have to have their own agreement
1: yep so let me ask you this question And if you can't answer this question i understand um online reviews so this is one that comes up often that i see all the time somebody leaves a google review they say hey you know i went to this this office and you know they did this and they did this and it was positive negative review doesn't matter Some people believe you can't respond to that review or, or else it's a, it's a violation uh, of HIPAA. Um, What's your take on that?
0: You can respond, but there are parameters that you have to follow, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say simply like, thank you, or we look forward to seeing you next time or, or things like that. What you can't do is acknowledge a procedure, talk about a procedure or expose any information that the, that the review hasn't already stated because the patient, if they're if they're making the review and they said, for example, like thanks so much for my cleaning today, my teeth feel beautiful. The hygienist was amazing. We recommend anybody come to this practice. A simple like thank you so much for your re- review. We look forward to seeing you uh, in the future. That's okay. But you can't say like yeah. our hygienist enjoyed cleaning your teeth. We, they look forward to servicing you again, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And what I, where I actually see that, and my advice is always don't mention their name. There's no reason yeah. to say, you know, Danielle, thanks for coming in. There's no reason to do that whatsoever. You can just say thank you for your review. You don't even need to mention that they were on there. Right. And then you can mention, and I always, this is what I always do, it's a great time to ma- market your practice and tell them what you do stand for, what you're for. You know, we believe in high quality dental care and we believe in great customer service and we believe in things like that. Right. As opposed to, Hey, I'm glad that that crown worked out for you. Um, yep. great advice. And, just, and where I see the where I see the biggest we errors, the,
0: we would love to service you in the future. We would love to to have you in the future because you're not acknowledging that they're a patient. You're kind of promoting yourself, like you said.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you where I see like the the where I see the where the HIPAA violation happens the most is usually on the bad review. Listen, Danielle. You know, you came in. We showed you on your X-rays that you needed this treatment. You said no to the treatment. Then your tooth fell out, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and never come back to our practice again. Thanks for the review. So that's where I usually see it. So I think you know, and there are obviously angry reviews too, right? Or angry responses to reviews. So um, let me let me open it up to this. What are some? What are? Tell us about your company. So I know there's you've you've um, ventured into some new things. I know you've recently had um a, a new baby girl, fantastic! I hope you don't mind me uh, mentioning that. Tell us about um, tell us about pcihippa.com. Tell us uh, what uh, our users and our, our listeners can find when they go there.
0: Yeah, so I mean, really, it's going to be about using the software, which is called Office Safe. So Office Safe is the technology that was developed by PCI HIPAA originally, and it is a simple turnkey solution to solve compliance. I mean. To put it really simple, we take on the burden of compliance so that you can focus on what you want to focus on, which is treating patients, growing your practice and spending time with family. Um, and you know, everything from A to Z we do, um, you a, a one-stop solution. And even from like, kind of going back to what we were discussing about reviews, part of what you would get with the platform is live support. So you can call in and say, Hey, I got this bad review and I wanna respond to it, here's what I'm thinking of doing, is that put me in any jeopardy, right? So you have that like one-on-one coaching where you can run something by so that you don't hit submit and put yourself in a situation that you could have easily avoided, but it'll do training, documentation, response planning, PCI compliance, incident response, insurance, cyber and data breach insurance. I mean, it is jam packed with solutions to simplify it and we take on the brunt of the work so there's not a lot of time invested for a practice.
1: That's awesome, and c- congratulations on so much going on. Um, okay. Definitely want to have you back on, but I've got one final question for you. Okay. And uh, this one, sure. I, I've asked you this before, so um, let me go ahead and ask it to you again, or ask you again. What is um, when somebody's looking for help with this? What should they look for in a company? I know you've got a great deal of experience. That's fantastic. Um, so, so tell us. How do you make sure you're finding a real expert to help you with your your HIPAA compliance?
0: You know, so there's lots of solutions out there today, right? So what it boils down to is, uh, where do you wanna place your bets in the success of running your business? Do you wanna become the expert? Do you want um, a done-for-you or a do-it-yourself solution? With a do-it-yourself solution, you're gonna have a lot more of a time investment and you're gonna always kind of have that question mark of am I protected, am I not protected? Am I missing any of the updates? Versus sort of a done for you, which is more in the lane of us, um, where you don't have to think about it. And you know, you can rest assured that, hey, if I have an incident, I have someone to call. So if there's one question I would ask vendors that you're talking to for, you know, soliciting them for help, for compliance is, if I have a breach audit or investigation, what do you do for me? How do you help me? And if the answer is, we give you some guidance, we can coach you through it then you are up against an enormous task. A a better answer would be, we're going to take it on for you. We're going to take it on. You're going to continue operating as normal. We're going to handle the communication and you'll be involved as needed, but we're going to take on the brunt of the work. So it's really like ask yourself, do I want to become the expert for my practice? Do I want to take on another job? Or do I want to outsource? Because I always say the most successful people have two things in common. They are masters of delegation and they deeply understand their strengths and weaknesses and they place their bets to their strengths not their weaknesses and not a lot of doctors are also compliance experts so that's any consolation yes. that would be my advice
1: that's fantastic advice I, I mean you can be right on it's not just with hipaa it's on all things in practice so great advice we appreciate you coming on here so much once again i want to have the audience check out pcihipaa.com Daniel McKinley, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Have a great day.